nearly four decades later, and they're still talking to each other. I'm thrilled. Stay a minute for observations, reviews, ranting, and maybe a couple guests. It's commentary you didn't ask for and a podcast you don't need. Absolute BS with Brad and Steve. It'll be anarchy. On this episode of Absolute BS with Brad and Steve, we're joined by local legend and genuine spitfire Jennifer Pasqua, lead community relations manager for Spectrum Health. Stick around as we speak to her storied career, from working the local news desk to her current position in the hospital system. We get to the real talk quickly as she speaks to the trolling newscasters receive, the experiences of living as an Asian American in the Midwest, and how our own spheres of influence go a long way to combating outdated thought. It's just BS as usual. We're back. Another episode of Absolute BS with Brad and Steve. I'm your co-host, Steve Stegety. I am Brad Lackman. And today we are joined by a Grand Rapids mainstay, a lady of the television. She's Probably a- most people on this know just from her time on uh, Channel 13, I believe. Uh, Jennifer Pasqua. Jennifer, how are you doing this afternoon? Oh, you know, a little breathless because I was late, admittedly, showing up to hang out with you guys. I'm just going to put it out there. There is no late here. It's Pasqua time. If, it's I, if, Pasqua you, time. if you say be here at four, yes. more likely than not, I'll be there at least by 4.30. So you got to tell me Four o'clock. Or no, you have to say at least three thirty, and I'll be on time for four. This is new for us. See, I just reset my clock to from Pasqua time to Eastern Standard <laughs> Central. Oh, nice. Well, we have this whole layout of um, libations and stuff at the table. So right. Brad and I have actually been fine sitting here the whole time before you got here. <laughs> we did so three shots and we're good. It, it really wasn't that big of a deal. But thank you very much for joining us today. We know you probably came in here from Holland. Um, and it's nice to see you again. It's been a little while, actually, since I've physically seen you. Maybe like 10 years. I don't think I've actually physically in I person. Think it's, well, 10 years. No, not 10 years. Probably no. like maybe two years. Like physically? Physically. Like I've seen you on a Zoom meeting, but I... I always seem to go back to like 10 years ago to a Frederick Meyer Gardens meeting where you and I took a picture together. And I think I, we just kind of moved here a couple years before that. Yes. You were wearing a green dress. Jesus. I fell instantly in love. <laughs> and and there it is. I don't remember what even the event was. I don't even remember the event, but I remember meeting you. Do you remember that? I have I that, do. I have that picture. I and, had a, uh, I had a more recent. Uh, it was like... A year ago, and I thought that was going to be long, but you just threw out some <laughs> long ass shit. Well, that's the last time I remember physically. I know yeah. there's been other times, but right, you know, right. we're we're out and about so much. So, anyways, it's great to have you here. Thank you very much for talking to us. So let's just kind of like get right into it. What do so, you want to know? Well, I don't know. I did a little stalking, like I do with everybody on the mm. LinkedIn, which is always very accurate. It is. Stalking. It is a little yeah. stalking. You have to do it. And what's funny to me is always people are like, "I know I saw you last night," like because it always LinkedIn tells you <laughs> when somebody checks in. Isn't that weird? Can yeah. we just talk about that for one quick second? The reverse yeah. stalking. The reverse stalking. Yeah. You're at an event, and now you can stalk people who are just right there, and they are stalking you back. I know. How I bizarre know. is that? I think it's going to come to a place where you can point your camera at somebody across the room. And LinkedIn will tell you, that's Jimmy Brown. Yeah. And then you're like, holy shit, Jimmy Brown. I need to know Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Brown. That Jimmy was, Brown. That's I, a good made-up name that, on, yeah, that's that you made up out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they're always like, yeah, we saw you. And like, last night I was sitting with a friend uh, at, at a restaurant bar. Sure. And he hadn't shown up yet. So I was like looking you up and I was figuring, man, she may be sitting at home awake right now. And ding, ding, ding. Steve Steckity is looking at your LinkedIn page right now, which I was. Okay. What did you find? Was it anything good? It was magical. Oh. I mean, first of all, a lot of people like you. There's a lot of like accolades for your, your, you know, your successes over the last many years. But what I was most struck by oh, was wow. your career trajectory in the last few years, because I think I knew you and most people knew you from your time behind a desk anchoring W. ZZM 13. Sure. Host My West Michigan. Was yes. that the name of the particular that show? Was it wasn't Pasqua time. <laughs> I think that it, was. That the... happened many a times within <laughs> My West Michigan, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> and that was always a good, you know, that was, uh, so that's how I knew you. Yeah. But then in the last couple of years, right, and this is even pre COVID, pre probably what we'll get to having to, and I hate this word, pivot and figure yeah. out new Can game we find plans. find a new word. You keep saying it. Well, let's bag the word storytelling because I yes. hate storytelling oh, with yes. any creative. Okay. All right. mm. Let's bag the, I listen to you is one of my first things I do is I listen and let's bag pivoting but anyways but you've moved on to a couple different things the last couple years right you've gone uh, you you took a stint from the news and I really want to talk about the news actually but you took a stint from the news to looks like a couple media companies where you were content or not you're managing content developers right yeah and then on to professor at hope 
uh-huh. teaching media. Uh-huh. And then now you're the director of community outreach or community Well, it's actually relations. lead community relations. Yeah. Oh, not the director. Not the director. Not you, quite there yet, but I appreciate you promoting me. I was going to say you haven't made it there yet. <laughs> we will write a strongly worded oh, letter. Oh, please. Can yes. you do that on we'll my LinkedIn? I, I would love D- that recommendation. Dear serendipity. <laughs> so that's, that's quite though kind of a, you know, you're turning corners kind of career-wise to yeah. get there. And maybe yeah. those were all things that you love to do and you're just kind of testing them out. But uh, yeah, so let's, how do we get to where we are now? First, let's, let's where are you now? What's going on with the... Um, with, uh, with your life. career. Yeah. No, well, where's your career now at uh, Spectrum? Okay, so I just started Spectrum. Well, maybe this will give you a little feedback and or a little, you know, history as to how I got to where I was. Mm. But um, so I'll, I'll be frank, I got burned out. You know, I was on news for, I mean, 25 years total, but 13 with WZZM, working every single shift that you could possibly imagine. Um, I needed something more, right? I, I And, you know, incidentally, I went through Leadership Grand Rapids. I went through Leadership Advantage. So I got to know myself. Mm. And there's much more to me than what appears on the TV, right? I've, I've heard that Leadership <laughs> Advantage, like, changes people's life. Like, it did. Like, doctors will come out and be like, you know what? I, I think I'm into sculpting. I'm going to do that. And they, like, quit their life to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I almost think you need to go through Leadership Advantage before you go through Leadership Grand Rapids. Oh, because. Wow. I think that through Leadership Grand Rapids, I got to know what I wanted, what Jennifer wanted. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I went to Leadership Grand Rapids, I wanted to change the world because I, I was mm-hmm. being exposed to, mo- to so much more. focused thing. Right, yes. right. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you hit that age. I turned 40. Get and I said, what am I going to do with my life? Am I going to be on this and, and do this? Well, it was fun and it was great. I wanted something more. So I went and back to Because school. honestly, that looks like the coolest thing. I think I would be in heaven for a while <laughs> without the logistics being behind an anchor desk. Brad and I come from a very theatrical mm-hmm. background. We did Second City, went to the theater school. Well, he went to the Navy and saved the world. But I yeah. went to theater school and all this kind of stuff. But we did theater in, in high school and whatnot. And I think it sounds great, except getting up early in the morning and having to deal with the politics. Yeah, but absolutely. No, well, but you grabbed every shift because of the drive that I know that you have. Like yeah. you wanted. I wanted like, to do everything. You wanted to do everything. Yeah, I yes. wanted to try everything. And actually, Steve, to rewind, I think that was one of the first things you and I talked about, how we loved theater and how we loved being in that space, right? So anyway, when I turned 40, I was like, I don't know what to do. So I went back to school to get my master's degree because Mm. what do you do? You go back to school. And so going through that process, so first time around that I went to school, I was a teen mom. So Mm. I didn't get to fully experience college life like most would. That came in my 20s during my first job. Mm -hmm. But um, when I went back to school the second time around, I was a little more focused. It was great to have a real mix. And I'm talking about ages, um, you know, races, cultures, and just something that I didn't fully grasp and have time to grasp when mm-hmm. I was going to school the first time around. So I um, did that. Did yeah, exactly. I did. Yeah. No, actually, I made I made a dance team at the college that I, I went to, but then I was knocked up, so I couldn't <laughs> do the dance team. Wow. And can we use that for the bumper right there? Yeah. I, I, I started a dance team mostly because I couldn't dance myself I, like, I was knocked up. Jen, Jen Pasquat, knocked up, no dancing. That's the title. That's what happened. Uh, no, but um, <laughs> um, by so, the yeah. way, knocked up should be used so much more it, than it. Is. I mean, it's kind of falling along the wayside, but I think we bring it back. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you might be the star of that. You so. know, that that could be my thing. But yeah, so um, went back to school, and the week that I graduated, I had to decide whether I wanted to sign another three years in TV. Mm. And so that was my pivotal moment. Oh. If we use a, you know, the pivot. <laughs> that was that was the turning point, and so. Um, on a whim, I started reaching out to mentors, and um, fortunately, two years before, you know, I was trying to do the whole job hunt, but everybody still saw me as the loud, a lot, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, the TV me, and so it was hard to get people to understand what was really going on behind the scenes, the the type of skill sets I had. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you, Sarah, t- you were typecast. Yeah, I was, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, um, yeah, one of my mentors. Um, was able to create a job for me over at Serendipity Media, KC Smith. So she created a job and she said, you know, I don't know exactly what it is you're going to do, but I want you. Let's work on something. You know, you're, you're going to be able to provide a lot more um, of what you're wanting. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I said, okay, see ya to, to news. And, and that's the yeah. type of job you want to take where they're like, we just want you. We yes. don't even know what you're going to do when you get here. Yeah. 
Can you yeah. write your own job description? Kind Essentially, of thing? that's what I did. Yeah, that's yeah. So nice. Which yeah. was really cool, and that was a great experience. And a lot of what I was doing was working with publications. And again, started doing a lot of the stuff that I did on TV, but now was doing it online. Mm -hmm. So traveling a lot. We covered a lot of Broadway. We covered a lot of student travel, group travel, which was really fun and exciting because I love to travel. So, you know, then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And mm -hmm. ooh, a lot of my, my job was I, I started to see the writing on the wall. And as that was happening, I decided that um, now may be the time to just kind of dabble. I'm going to dabble and reach out to people I know. Do you need any extra help with the skill sets that I have? And so during the pandemic, I, I launched this freelancing group and started working with a lot of former newsies and um, doing the online fundraising because at that point, people didn't know what sure. we didn't know. And so did that and um, fortunately was able to work with, you know, my son who is really into the whole video and creative part of his life that, you know, he said, can I, can I work with you? Can I freelance with you? Oh, so nice. what a cool thing to be able to work with your kid. That's right. You know? No. I, and I've noticed, I've seen your, we're Facebook buddies. Yes. I've seen you have a video, fairly decent video presence now. Yeah. You're out and about. And for somebody like me who does a video production, I look at that and you go, you know, you always wonder, oh, how's she doing that? What's going on with her? What's putting all that together? Yeah. It's great. So that's, so you, so you went through these couple companies, you're doing your own thing. Uh -huh. You also landed as a, and I don't even know, what is an adjunct? It just sounds so stupid. Well, yeah, I, I, just, I never understood what enough. that means. I'm not smart enough to be a professor because I don't have my PhD. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> it's like you're a, you're a test professor. I'm a Let's, test professor. That's a, a great name. Babysitter. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> and then you're doing that there and you're teaching a media class, right? I am. I am. Okay. Which then, you guys joined in my class. We did. I was, you were we kind enough. We, we taught people how to start and maybe continue a podcast. And we and we stimulated young minds. I, I remember walking away going, boy, I wonder if one Two, two persons listen to that. You know what? I will say that my students had mm. wonderful things to say about you guys because you were very real. And I think in talking to this generation, mm -hmm. like they don't know how to talk to adults. Yeah. They really don't. And you guys are very down to earth. Not that I'm saying you're not adults by any means. Oh, no, I'm not an adult. I'm a <laughs> child. For the next 45 minutes, I am not an adult. <laughs> but I will say they appreciated the way that you talked with them yes. and instead of talking to them you talked with them oh that's cool yeah. yeah we've actually done that one or two other ones like that and i feel the same that's great to hear i think it comes very naturally for me at least and i think it does you too because well, it doesn't feel I like when you're talking to them like why not be this way with them why not right. say that this is stupid sometimes and this is silly and we have no idea there's no real answer we're testing things too and we also uh, like um not professionally but we are interviewers so we like having a yes. banter than we do just postulating on the stage and just you know teaching yeah right? right so we're already wired to have a conversation with somebody versus that that teaching moment so i hope that they got i'm glad to hear that they got something out of it because that's that's really cool i felt very old coming out of that oh i did like too. i was like well because we were doing we should preface that we were doing this on zoom because that's how i'm teaching my class yeah. right now because they were remote they still are remote i teach a hybrid yeah. so i only am with them online two days a week and then the third day i meet them in person which is wild because i don't know who's who with the masks on right and i get to see them whereas people who are teaching on the reverse mm -hmm. they know what they look like in real life and then when they they have them you know blah 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 yeah. so, so it, anyway it was yeah fun. It, was, it was great and i appreciate you guys kind of sharing sharing your wealth of knowledge because i think it is important for these kids to know i say kids because i'm old too. i say the same yeah. but um i think it's important for them to know that you don't have to be stuck in just one thing mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. that's very true you know we, we all went to school for for various majors but yet we're all doing different things and i think that as you progress in life, you've got to hear that that can be something that's successful. Mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. I think, uh, and my only counterpoint to that, not even counterpoint, is that the younger generation of people, and we have some interns we work with here at my company and other things, it's, it's um, try not to grab so much at one time. Mm. They have been constantly given this, you can do 15 things at one time, or you can do all these things. If you're into something and, and you're at a table, eye contact, just all of that communication, be in the moment when you're in the moment. And uh, and I think Zoom is actually pulling away from that because you can do supposedly six things at the same time and not pay attention to what's going on. And that's a lot of the feedback I've been giving to the younger people in my life. Mm -hmm. So.
I don't know any younger people, so I don't get any feedback. <laughs> Steve stays away from younger people. I try to teach my my actually I think almost it's a legal yeah, thing right. you have to stay away well, from. Younger. I try to teach my fourteen year old, almost fourteen year old daughter, some of those similar tendencies now. We're just and, and seeing those with the kids. Yeah. Just what what? How do you reach them? How do you grab? Speak their language, and this is not a new problem. It's an right. age old problem, but in today's day of over technology and over media hype and over stimulation being real is really the only thing to do and i don't yeah I, it, that's just seems foreign to me to not be real that's been always part of my character and whenever i've like taught a class or something like that i'm just up there like hey i don't have all the answers i'm not gonna pretend i do this is just what it is and you know I the best thing you can do is work through that and, and and figure out where you need to go but this is what i've learned yeah I, I think there's a certain comfort in yourself to be able to do that though i think a lot of people have these like notions of what they look like to other people or they want to put on airs about something where yeah. you, you know i think there's a blissful sincerity in in you in that you've been able to get up and be steve anytime you want you, know? you are very kind but yes. he knows very well i'm the one who's always panicking before we do these things like we gotta do this or we gotta <laughs> say looks, it this way it looks so good on the delivery we gotta does. do this right so but that's a good point because you know i'd be the first to admit that I would probably wasn't as polished of an anchor as most of my counterparts were when mm-hmm. I was in news. But for me, I think those moments of when I did screw up, when I pronounced things lo- wrong, like uh, what is that that city that um, I always pronounce Zimbabwe. wrong? Zimbabwe. No, no, I'm talking Michigan. Oh, uh, um, uh, Temecula. Pierre Marquette. O K E. O K E M A. Is that how you spell Okama? it? Okama. Okama. No. I said Onekama. Oh, Onekama. Oh, yeah, you really, it, you it, added some syllables in yeah, that one that weren't there. So. <laughs> and no lie, I would crack myself up. And I think people found that to be somewhat endearing, which, you know, of course, my, my leaders would be like, oh, my God, you pronounced it wrong again. What are you doing, yes. Pasqua? But I'm like, well. But you did it with confidence. I, I did it with confidence. Right? And I Damn said right. it right. And I love it when somebody, when you ever, when you ever have a conversation with somebody, and they can't get over, they yeah. keep trying over and to say it, and they keep getting it and wrong, it just gets worse and yes. they just keep getting it worse yes. and worse. Oh, my wife! That uh, is so charming, though. If the <laughs> news is. person was doing that, I'd be right. laughing right with you. Right. I know you're freaking out, but I mean, well, there's a certain uh, uh, what like your expectation of perfection in in anchoring. There is, there is. But but I tell you, my wife, especially early on when we moved back here 20 years ago, I remember this. She, right. Yeah. She, well, she would say words. And so wrong so wrong and then she would keep saying them and they got more wrong and then all of us at the party would laugh laugh not with her at her yes. laugh because we were mean no she was awesome but i think it was hippopotamus was a oh, real hippopotamus hippopotamus yes. was a real yes. struggle sometimes <laughs> words are hard her words are very hard they're hard and then when you see them on the teleprompter and it splits it up in weird ways it gets even harder so yeah so i i've i've always that's really funny <laughs> hippopotamus have you heard the idea of the ten thousand hours of professionalism in clearly i haven't okay oh yeah <laughs> i've heard this specifically from a, a comedian was talking and he was being interviewed by a, a, somebody on a late show and he said well you've read the book or whatever it was that talked about ten thousand hours and that you were not a professional in your profession until you hit your ten thousand hours on stage for him oh sure yeah i imagine there's the same kind of equivalent for any job some jobs you get your ten thousand hours faster mm-hmm. some it's it's like a comedian you're on for 10 minutes at a time yeah. you know it's yeah. a long time to get to your comfort zone so i mean you grabbing all your extra shifts you working through those 15 years you know did you get to a place where you could just you could just get on there and you knew you'd be okay like there was a, a faith in that and you, when yeah. was that like, you was were that? riding on your charm <laughs> as you are right now yeah i can see it i don't know if anybody you can't see this here but you're just like beaming glowing over there <laughs> charming well, and it's, that's it's great just the glow that i put on my face no um i think that it really hit me when i started not giving a shit of people whether they thought that I was good or not. Honestly. But maybe that's your 10,000 hours. You that know, was my 10,000 hours because I knew place. what I was doing. Yeah, and yeah. for those who questioned me, I could say I'm confident in knowing what I'm doing. Right. I may not be polished 100%, but you know what? Eyes closed. But people yeah. are going to be fine. Yeah. It's my listen. character. This is who I am, and I'm, I'm happy to go Absolutely. through this. Yeah. You're covering all these questions I want to ask in this very natural way, but I want to stop you and back up if you don't mind. Do it. St- same train of thought here, but you mentioned when you screwed up at the desk. So I always think it's funny as hell when you put on the YouTube videos of like an hour long of like screw ups at the 
you know, the teleprompter or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. I want to know what one of your biggest screw-ups where you tried to just, you you just ran with it trying to cover it, though. You knew you screwed oh. up, and you just kind of ran through it like it didn't, if you even have something yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, Plenty, <laughs> plenty. The list is long. Okay, the one that makes, that just resonates in every time that I even just think about it, if I'm sitting at home alone, I just crack myself up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am dying in the corner, just legit, like slapping my leg like All an old lady. Like, this is so funny. <laughs> yes. Knee slapping and panting by yourself. <laughs> that is. Room. <laughs> no, so um, it happened off camera, but the normal the normal viewer would not have known what was happening behind the scenes because I had a phenomenal director but there was this one weekend where Elena Nearing who was my co-anchor and meteorologist at the time we were at the anchor desk and the thing is we were supposed to move to interview a group of individuals I think they were from East Grand Rapids doing a bazaar mm-hmm. you know and so it was supposed to be this easy thing you know hop off the desk walk over well i hopped off the desk and my foot landed in the garbage can and i had heels on so legit all of a sudden you hear wow that was me falling and so oh you went down i went down i went down and then in that moment you know it's like slow motion when you're falling down Mm -hmm. and this is happening in front of our guests so I'm like, and there's no good way, and to there's fall. no good way to fall. No. So I just fall, and Elena looks at me like, "Oh my gosh, what do we do now?" Did Our anchor just, she, she was just in shock. Okay. I start like dying laughing, but holding it in. So yeah. I'm like hoping that I don't fart during this time because I'm laughing <laughs> right. so hard. Oh, well, it's a constant and worry. It's a constant worry. Yes. So I'm like dying, and I'm like, just go, just, <laughs> just go, go over there. And she's like, okay. So do you, you know, still have the bucket on your foot? Oh. Oh, yes. Okay. So I finally get up. As that's happening, I fall again. (laughs) Oh, my God. So these people probably thought I was drunk, which I was not. Mm. And we get over there, and they're just in awe and, like, you know, cool as a cat. The camera comes back on me. I still got the garbage can on my foot. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk to these individuals who have something good to say. Let's get a waste management and talk about trash. (laughs) Camera catches up with me. Got the garbage can on my foot. Look straight into it and just roll right through it. But I've had a thing with falling all the time. It happens. Like, I always had to step on a step because yeah. I'm so short. And I so, noticed that when you walked in. Yeah, I forgot that. Right? And yeah. I haven't been wearing heels lately, so you notice it even more. But when I was on TV, I was always like the short one who had to stand on heels, but never failed. Every time I got off that step, I would fall down. And people would just be like trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to laugh. I mean, I worked out a lot of abs in the laughing yeah. okay, part. Do you want to know something really funny that I never told you about either? Oh, so, gosh. Oh, boy. A couple years ago. Did I fall in front of you? No, but it, it's kind of around that. So a couple years ago, I, I do, I'm the chair for Laugh Fest. Yes. So you and I end up some years getting uh, connected together as I'm going to be the MC and you're going to be the media right. host. Right. So we will meet on stage or before the <laughs> stage to go up on stage and like, hey, now do it's going to be, you know, J- Jimmy Smith is a new comedian. And, uh, Jimmy Smith, isn't Jimmy, he? Jimmy, Jimmy Brown. Jimmy, Jimmy, Brown. Jimmy Brown. Isn't Jimmy Smith an actor? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith, Smith is yeah. oh, okay, from okay. the West Wing. Yes, he was yes. great. Okay. okay, but so I remember at 20 Monroe, there was a comedy showcase where all these comedians get up there and they, I think they try to out-dirty each other. So it's like the dirty show and oh, they want to uh-huh. get dirty. And you and I met there and your boyfriend at the time, I don't know if you're still dating him. Yes, I am. And yeah. he's recording you for your your media stuff so he's doing little like clip videos and and right before we were going to go on stage we're three steps below the stage and and behind the stage and you grabbed my arm like we were going to a wedding <laughs> like, like okay we're doing this together and there were no words it's just she grabbed me with like a death grip it's like you're gonna get me up on that goddamn stage and, and then I brought her on the stage, and then she released. And then we went up to the microphone, everything was fine. And then we're like, thank you, everybody. And now here's the comedian. We walk off stage. As soon as she gets off site, latched back on. And oh, you were like that? Down. And I, I, it was, and I, I remember that so clearly. That is and funny. And now I have the whole backstory. You know why? It. Because I was in my laugh-ass heels. <laughs> I wasn't going to biff it in front of everybody. I mean, it probably would have happened. So, yeah, so I death grip. It was hilarious. It was so good. Yes. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's great. I had a, uh, a, a recent gaffe and as a video producer, I was making a pitch at a construction company about a week and a half ago. 
And you banter the term sexy around when you talk about videos, right? Hey, construction video, got to make it sexy. I thought yeah, you were going to yeah, say yeah. sexy around you. Okay, but no, I get yeah. yeah, but you, you throw that around sometimes. Which, by you, the way, I want to stop you real quick. <laughs> yeah. he's, Whenever he's, I, he's doing this move. I don't know what that move? is. Yeah. Watch. It's such You're a terrible. You're doing like a Greek dance. Really. It's <laughs> such a bad descriptor for a video, but it's such in the vernacular of but producers I I've worked explain, with. When I introduce people to you. Yeah. And they don't know you. I'm like, oh, this is my friend Steve. He's, yeah. he's in video. And I have no idea how to explain what you do. Yeah. And I'm like, he's in video. And always, the first thing he says to somebody, and the more uh, the more awkward they are, the more this hits. And they'll be like, oh, you're in video. Uh, and he goes, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of pornography? A, and, and like straight just face. Their look is like, what? I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. But have you heard of it? It's, uh, no. it's cool. And it puts people oh, at ease. But back I to but I, 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 So we use that term. So I'm sitting in a room with in a construction company. And there's obviously like five guys and a woman uh-huh. who's like right as far as you are from me. And Which I was, is more than six feet. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I was having this, you know, you're, you're playing what you're going to say in your head right before you say it. And I'm looking around the room and I'm showing something. And I'm like, my intention is to say we're going to have to make this video a sexier video and make it look good. And I'm scanning the guys as I'm starting that sentence. And I lock right on her and I say, we're going to make a sex video. <laughs> and A sex video? And I literally stopped and I kept staring at her right after I said that. And I was like, well, you're in it now, dude. And I went... I'm sorry. I obviously didn't mean to say that. And she just looked at me and just started cracking up. And I was like, you're a construction gal. You, you can take she's, it. That's, she's used to that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's and I was like, I can't believe I just you looked at her on, and said you that. You your bed eyes right there. You, you looked right at her and you're you like, did. hey, we need to make a sex yeah, video. Hand in the room like, and what we should really do is make a sex video. <laughs> and there's no rewind in that moment. Nope. You know? nope you just, no. And I leaned into it. And I was know, like, you know what? Just it. just do your, your improv thing. Go, yeah. I didn't mean it, miss. And then you do the Greek sexy dance. Yeah, you do the little dance and we this all laugh. This is my favorite thing to do. And we're all yeah. friends. And that, that was it. that was my reason. That was like a week and a half ago. I haven't heard back if I got the job, no? but okay. I, I hope that I do. <laughs> all right, Jennifer, I want to take this more serious, though, for oh, a moment. Okay, okay right. Because yeah, right. that'll happen. Because we've been talking to people for a long time, and, and Brad and I realized we have to get a little more topical sometimes about things sure. because, you know, you're an exciting person, but, you know, to a certain extent. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a given. Well, so something that I've talked about, the news is a big thing, right? And and you're a very light personality, bubbly personality. But I was like surprised to hear from another friend of mine who was in, in news that, you know, some of the crap you have to deal with from these basement dwelling people, mm. if you change your hair one day, right? Or if you wear a dress that somebody doesn't think looks good on you, that they feel empowered enough to tell the news station or tell you in in, in comments. And that really struck me as you a thing get, like, like really? Local news, you get that crap. Right, do yeah, you? Yeah, can we pour some more whiskey? Oh, no, please, pour one. it away. And, and You know, I have to imagine that's happened. And, and honestly, it, the person I was talking to was a male. So yeah. I had to imagine for a female, it's got to be a different, you know, a different kind of thing. Okay, so. Well, no, you don't have to name names or anything. No, but have no, been, no, no. Have you having that happen to you before? Oh, my goodness. So here's the, here's the thing. It's always happened. It's always happened. I think that... First of all, you really have to have tough skin to work in this industry. Mm-hmm. So West Michigan knows me more for my, my which is the real me. I, you know, I'm very outgoing. I'm, I'm very vocal. Uh, I started in news and hard news. And um, I got burned out. So they said, hey, let's segue. Because they were trying to, much like you said, typecast me, right? Um, and I just felt like... If I'm going to have a platform to do what I do, which in essence I got into journalism for storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, you said the word. What is what storytelling? Is oh shoot! Right, it's you okay. listen, you tell stories, it and you pivot. It was in good context. It was in good context. Sorry, I didn't mean to so, do that. So no, no, no. I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> in um, in sharing people's lives journey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we got worse or better. Yeah, I don't know, that was probably worse. Um, no, I think that um, I wanted to make sure that I was authentic to me too, right? Um, I will say that that was one of the reasons why I left news. Really? And that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, and for anybody listening at home who feels the need to like tell news people they should dare wear a different dress... Don't do that. Yeah, that's yeah, my I'm public sure service announcement. Pretty nice. There's probably some overt things. That I'll be were, frank. I'll share some of the things that people told me. No, and absolutely. There's got to be some racist stuff on oh, Asian things. Hundred percent. Yes. You know, you're the token Asian. People didn't know when I first came here. Interestingly enough, so I grew up in Northern Illinois. Mm-hmm. I was surrounded with a lot of diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, I spent summers with my extended family in Chicago. So I knew that the world was bigger than what 
it seems here in East in Grand Rapids. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. What are you talking? Yeah, about? I know Goodness. it's hard to believe. Hard and, to believe. And by the way, so you, uh, and you're Filipino. A Filipino I'm Filipino. Heritage, right? Yep. And it, the the uh, you weren't adopted. You have Filipino nope. family. Yes. They were. They moved to Northern Illinois. Is that they? The story? I was born in Minnesota, of all places. Minnesota. They went. They went from an island in the Philippines yeah. to Minnesota. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. okay. I've been to both those places. <laughs> I'm going to the island. I don't know. I know, right? I'm like, what are you thinking? But um, yeah. So you know, I will be frank. I I got to the point where I was just in that point in my life where. Let's face it, some days aren't good days anyway in general. And what's going on behind closed doors in your home? And to go to work and to feel like you're getting rocks thrown at you constantly, mm-hmm. I got handwritten letters from people telling me that, you know what, let me recommend someone who can give you a nose job. Oh, Because dear. if you got a nose job, wow. you would be beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. I laugh out of uncomfort, but... This is what we're talking about. This, this is why is what you're we're here. Talking about, so right? yeah, goodness. I mean that. Ugh. And here's the thing, I gave them grace because I knew they were coming from a place that they felt was <laughs> no. But don't excuse them. I know, I, and I and now that yeah. I've left, yeah, I don't excuse them. Yeah. Yeah. you know. But I was getting those those letters, handwritten letters. So you know they had to take time, and you know they're probably older too, because mm-hmm. who writes handwritten letters? I would get. <laughs> they have very I, nice I handwriting. Do. Yeah, racist slurs. <laughs> yes. I would get comments about whether or not I was pregnant that day, or maybe I should lay off on did the food segment. Did they say segments. knocked up, or did they say pregnant? They did not say knocked up. Although, if they said knocked up, I may have a little yeah, more respect for that. Yeah, you give a little credit for, for that. Yes. <laughs> That's more fun. That's but, jaunty. Did yeah. they call you abroad and then ask you if you were knocked up? <laughs> People notice, notice oh. so much. And, you know, to hear that day in day out you know you get you get that thick skin but sometimes if you're having a really shit day Mm -hmm. and somebody sends you that letter and you open it up boy what it does for your psyche oh i imagine it really really but you didn't have like handlers or anything of the news that weeded that stuff out for you and like i guess you can't do that right but have somebody like nope we're not giving that to her i mean the women got it worse than the guys Uh, yeah of course right um i think that i mean like i said it was part of the reason why i left just because i felt like for me to be, to feel as if I was getting to the point in my life where it doesn't matter what people think of my looks was really important to me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and But oddly enough, you know, it was also within the news industry because you're signing away your image when you become a news anchor. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this. Mm-hmm. What do you, you mean by that? You exactly. sign a contract that say that says they have control over your appearance. So they can say, you're, we're going to cut your hair. They we can cut you're your, not hair. your hair. You're blonde, not, and you're that was that my issue stuff, because yeah. I like to mix it up a lot. And so <laughs> finally, like my last two years, I think they just gave up on me because they were just like, okay, Pasco's hair is purple today. It's short today, long tomorrow. Right. Like mm-hmm. they just got, you know, they were like, there's nothing we can do. Because, you know, I, I just... Well, That's kudos how, you know. for you for just like bullying through and you know like burrowing through it all. And I was saying, like, "This is me. If you want me on yeah. camera, this yeah. is what you're going to get." And I think hopefully, and people will recognize that that the personality is more than the the rules sometimes. Yeah, you know. Well, and I think it's really hard for the new generation coming in because already they are coming in with the mindset of filters on Instagram cropping on Facebook and so now not only is their mind in that mindset now you have to have perfection on TV while you're doing your job are you kidding me well you know it's it's kind of reverse right which is another thing I want to talk about it's the kids are coming in now with not the person that they're using the the filters if you will they're using the look first without earning the personality. It's like the yeah. reverse of what you're saying. If right, you have a great personality, right. I'll let some of the haircuts slide. Exactly. But these right. kids are coming with the haircuts first. That is their personality yes. without actually necessarily having a personality, expecting you to go for it mm. without having the credentials to back it up. I mean, that's what I'm kind of seeing with, with not my daughter personally, but with her friends and yeah, things like that or right, how she right, talks right. with her friends. It's like, sweetie, you're not going to get real far if you think the haircut is the leaning character defining moment of oh, yourself or 100%. your or your Mm-hmm. I mean, I even hate to say this, but your sexual orientation or sure. your gender or all this, that shouldn't be a defining characteristic of people. Mm-hmm. It should be mm-hmm. an, whatever. It should be a part, but the personality is a different thing. Yeah. And that's what I see different today with the social media and all that stuff. So, Well, and then when you ter- talk in terms of race, you know, at the time that I was working, I was probably one of the few Asians in this market, right? Yeah. And so... I, it, I just realized you were Asian... A lot of people don't know. It's funny that because there's an actor from like the 80s and 90s 
uh, who was in like all these action movies yeah. and everything like that. And he, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember what his actual nationality is. But they cast him for everything, Ooh, just because he had, uh, you know, he was in um, Training Day. He was one of the. Hispanic guys who almost killed him in the bathtub. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Google, oh, yeah. Google. There's like YouTube videos on this guy, but he, and but he's, he's played like, like 87 different nationalities because he a looked like it, b he could do the accents, and they could make him up was, enough. And he to, was just generally brown. Yeah, yeah. and he would yeah. talk about it, the the flexibility he has, and he used it at a time where people. Uh, he kind of dove in. He leaned into he it. He leaned into it. I was going to say he took advantage of the situation. He did. He did professionally but yeah it sounds like you have some of those traits where people just <laughs> i know people don't know so what i am undereducated where they don't have any idea well you know speaking of undereducated i would get emails like oh you're filipino like because i talked about it on air very freely yeah. you know and they'd be like you're filipino do you know jan i was like oh jan jan oh, oh where oh she's in manila oh, Mount, mountain you, three <laughs> yeah she's in <laughs> Because uh, if you're Filipino or any uh, ethnicity, you know all you those know people. You know all those people. But that is my right? favorite uneducated thing that anybody does. Oh, it's like they assume because do you know do you know such and right. such? Yeah. yeah. Or or the question, where are you from? Yeah. You know. Well, so I'm going to be honest. I, I and I was thinking about this as before we were talking today. I thought you were Polynesian. Well, I do have a right? little, a little bit. Oh, of that I'm okay then. You're I'm good. good. You're I'm good. good. I'm You're good. good. I'm yeah. educated. Yes, enough. Yes. But I actually, I, I would have. And that's my uneducated. Anybody listening? Sorry, but I'm learning. You know, um, I, I think that in this, in this region, mm -hmm. you know, the differences did set me apart, but it also opened the door. For people to feel like they could say anything mm. because, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> right. You know? Right, yeah. right. And so... Um, that doesn't give them a license no. to say anything. And just the, the... the Also the conversation, and I'll, I'll be very frank, the, the, the conversation that people would have with me of the, oh, well, you got this job because we needed some minorities. Ooh. And it's like, mm, yeah. I got talent. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay to say that now. Have you seen but me? But back yeah. then... I was like, oh, okay, you mm. know, I, I guess I'm the, you know, model minority, right? Yeah, yeah. And so those were disheartening moments because at that time I didn't fully have my voice. Yeah. Um, and when I did get my voice, I left. You know, I'm, I, I didn't need it anymore. Right. Right. But I guess my concern now in knowing um, where we are at in our society and all of the various discussions that we've had what this will look like for my own children who are mixed. Yeah, you mm -hmm. hope that you've made at least some inroads so your kid's going to have three less questions than you had of these offensive things, you know, and you kind of chip away at at the precedent that you've set. So I think that's great. Yeah. You know. do, do you think... Um, do you think remove politics out of this right sure. now because the world is doing what it's doing and we live in our microcosms and we see what we see on the news but we don't live in the news and we don't live across the country and it doesn't excuse anything but do you think we're getting better or worse out there mm -hmm. right now for just unifying as people I'm optimistic so I hope we are getting better but I think that in these times we've also seen the very worst that mm -hmm. people have now found, for whatever reason, they have found the power to say that they are of this certain mindset. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it's always been there, don't you think? But it's I, it's so, always been somebody, there, but they ha somebody provided them the opportunity to make their voice even louder. Yeah, somebody and, turned up their microphone. Thank you. And but that's what I, I struggle with. Not in this, It's like, if I'm because I'm trying to educate my daughter and stuff too, it's like, well... In, in the 90s, everything seemed just fine. Was that because nobody had a voice and we just didn't see it and now we're seeing it more? Well, or we were are kind we... of in a bubble in the 90s. No, no, absolutely. We were in a bubble in the 90s. Yeah. But I lived in Chicago for 12 years and, and that branched me somewhat, mm -hmm. you know, out into a broader landscape. But yeah, I just, I, I don't want to believe we're getting worse. The alternative of the voices are just getting turned up. The mic is getting turned on. is not a compelling or better argument either, but it's just like, right. oh, geez, what... What have I been swimming in for 45 years? You know, and I'm being very transparent. Right? It's hard for me in my microcosm to see as far as I should be seen mm. or could be seen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I'm just every day, just one day at yeah. a time trying to see what's. I think we just have to work on acceptance in our own sphere of influence. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you can affect that, then your bubble gets a little stronger in its acceptance. And then it, it presses out to, you know, I. My daughter's half Asian and she's going to school in East Grand Rapids and she 
she hasn't been affected by that as much, but she'll run into it and she'll get it. Um, but I, I just know how bad that would have been in the 80s comparatively mm-hmm. and the difference um, that that would have affected her compared to now in 2020. So I, I have that hope too. Yeah. That there's some progress yeah. there and you can only affect what you can affect. And, and it's it's really people who, like us, can speak up and say something, right? Mm-hmm. When when I first moved here, um, you know, just an example, my, we went, my boys went to school on the West Side. Mm-hmm. Um, we were one of the few Asians on the West Side because, you know, Polish, Polish side of, of Grand Rapids. But even like signing signing them up for school there was a document of what they had to check what is your nationality mm-hmm. and it said oriental mm. and for whatever for whatever reason at that moment in time like i should really say something you should mm-hmm. but i couldn't i couldn't articulate how upset that word made me yeah. in mm-hmm, terms of mm-hmm. ethnicity and so i just wrote it oriental's a rug not a person yep. you know i wrote it on and I had to do that for six years. Yeah. So it still didn't resonate to make it something that they would change. But I think conversations like this need to continuously happen, but then little movements of action mm-hmm. need to progress because otherwise we can talk all day long until we're blue in the face. Yeah. And if people aren't beginning to you know, stand up in that moment and say something, then nothing's gonna ever change. Mm-hmm. I have a great Oriental story. <laughs> Is it about a rug or a person? Yes, please tell me, Brad. So my my wife and I were dating, uh-huh. and we came back once to America to meet my family before we ended up getting married in 2000. So this is about 1998, and uh, I introduced my future wife to my dad. Mm-hmm. And my dad is, is raised in Zealand, just kind of a, a, a great guy, artist, was in the military, all this stuff. And... Um, he, he, he said his very niceties at the beginning there and then said, you know, you're just such a beautiful oriental woman. And it was a compliment. Sure. But my wife, I'm still so proud of her right now. She looked him right in the eye and she goes, well, vases are oriental. I'm Asian. And he got all red and embarrassed. But for the next 20 years, it was Asian. He never was, said I've it never again. That one. Yes, and yes. it was it was perfect. And he would over the top protector about people who would you know this is my daughter in law. This is and she. But it was that moment, right? It was that, it was moment. that yeah. moment where she did it in a way mm-hmm. that didn't uh, you know slap his hand and saying the wrong no. thing, but did it in a way that she said it that he would know moving forward the right thing to say. It was say. just a, a yeah. correction. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was, you know, it was correcting someone who said that's red, but it's actually blue. Sure, sure. You're giving them the fact of yes, the matter. Yes, and that yes, was, yes. it was important. So I will express my naivete. Maybe you can a- a- help with this. What is the hiccup there? What is the, I, I don't even know um, etymology of the word and why it got assigned to people versus objects. Do you know the history of that or why that's oh, become a thing? Oh, the word oriental? Yeah, yeah oriental. Yeah. I'm asking that for really real. That's, no, I mean, I think it had, and this is a little it bit ev- guessing. You know, it eventually had a negative connotation. It did, Somewhere, I yeah. I think yeah. it was but, attributed to... Um, was to, it just a slang? No, 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 to, to ownership. Yes. Oh, okay. I think, yep, it was, okay. Yes. I think it had a very, kind of the outsides of the slavery, because it was very much, you know, what was it? it uh, in the 1800s, there were Orientals who came over to run the laundromats mm-hmm. okay. for the, like, gunslingers and cowboys and everything, and that yep. was the first entrance of... A lot of Chinese people. Yeah. Well, the railroads in, in and the California. Railroads yep. and all yeah. that stuff. So mm-hmm. I believe it had a slave connotation to it or an ownership connotation. But it was still to atta- it. also attachable to an ob- uh, to a, a, Which a vase. Because, because you could own yeah, right. a vase. Yeah. You yeah, could gotcha. own a rug. Interesting. And you could own these Oriental people in so many ways right. back then. And I think, th- and that's a little bit guessing, but I feel. But you know what? Within even the Asian culture, there is moments where they still have a lot to learn. They, I, you know, mm-hmm. um, the work. I mean, my mom, for the longest time, would still send me skin bleach because in the Filipino culture, the lighter you are, the more beautiful you are, because that meant that you were in this part of society where you didn't have to be out in the sun in Mm -hmm. the rice fields. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny because, um, you know, when she kept doing that, I'm like, Mom, this is totally like not PC. You shouldn't be sending me (laughs) screen you know skin bleachers and every time i get dark she still says 
certain things like oh you're too dark you know and my dad grew up in the mountains so he was my my father is very dark and so um even within the culture we are now learning especially now to talk to the generations about the idea of colorism Mm -hmm. and how that Uh really um takes into effect the lighter skinned filipino is usually the one you see on tv mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. is that a product though so i'm reading a book called the body it's a bill bryson book who writes a lot of travel logs and like kind of writes humorous things about traveling bodies shops how your house gets put together and basically posited this one point that you know there is no biological race mm-hmm. everything is skin tone and color and that is the top 80th inch of your skin it, it is, goes no deeper than that and it's the sun so when 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 somebody says or when it's the, your you know your culture says a lighter skin version of you is the one that stays out of the sun that unto itself without a caucasian pre, you know presence over yeah. here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that bad is that you know was that a negative thing unto itself or can that even be itself well, anymore but i have to imagine at some point but i dare when say you, they were thinking about those things before even caucasians were involved in yeah. in the culture i guess you that's know, what i'm asking yeah. right like and and there were the same kind of powdering of the faces and the wigs for the Europeans and the British and the French. Right. I just wonder that, before. Like, don't you find that interesting though? Totally but right, before Caucasians unto themselves, the cultures tried to lighten their skin naturally without any outside influence other than their own, right? Mm-hmm. Bleach your skin. It's not to look more Caucasian, it's just to have a lighter skin tone because it's more beautiful. There's well, some soci- kind of primitive thing that said. I think it shows classism too. It does. You know? Okay. Sociologically, yeah. even if we all looked the same and we all like were cloned, yeah, humans would find something to separate the other person. Oh, from. absolutely. Oh, yeah. you're right-handed. Oh, you yeah. obviously, you're right-handed. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. 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 Like mm-hmm. there is a classism that goes on even when there's no perception of sure. class yeah you know i will share that i had a news director one time because in the summers i get dark that's just it's just natural and then i like to get darker because i love the sun i but, get freckly <laughs> it's not as cool i turn into a lobster but I you know burn. i i um so i had a news director call me into the office one day and you know he said you're too dark can you fix this before you go on air on monday and it was fix friday this. fix this fix this and i'm like well no okay. no i can't fix this but my hair was also lighter and I was told that I couldn't wear my blue contacts anymore. And, you know, I, I was really upset. I was really angry. I'm like, what? You know, he's like, well, there are not many Asians that are blonde and blue eyed. Yeah, but the ones that are. <laughs> they got good. going on. Yeah. They got it going on. Our great anchors on WZZM yeah. 13. Yes. But, you know, I also had to ask myself, I had to pause well after that fact. And it was probably a year after that that I'm like, why is it that I desire to be blonde and to wear my blue contacts. Mm-hmm. I had to like kind of reach into myself and say, what is it about that? Maybe it was that letter that's still stuck in my head that somebody said that I would be beautiful should I look like this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it was a moment that I did, again, I had to take pause and even just assess myself and my own thoughts on the yeah. issue, you know? I would love to talk to more people. If you remove all the combativeness that we're all seeming to have right mm-hmm. now with this and other thing and, and really talk within ourselves and groups about why we're choosing to be bothered by something or go along with something, really, is it a is it a... Is it a social movement? Is it a personal movement? Is it a family thing, a culture thing? What really is pushing all of us right now to think one way or another about something? Yeah. Why do we have an emotional response to it? No, one way or the other, right? I yes. mean, we, we we can all, you kind of what you were saying, Jen, you know, like you had to stop and think for a second. Something I've been doing and enjoying for a while mm-hmm. to buck the system or just feel like a woman I want to be. Or to feel like how society looks. Or to society me. wanted you to yes, be. You had to right. stop and go. Why am I why, doing this? Why am I yeah. doing this? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. confident now, or maybe whatever you want to change. So, but I, I think don't know. that also comes with wisdom, right? And mm-hmm. and age, and getting older, and mm-hmm. kind of taking that time to reflect. So I'm down with that. Yeah. Now I'm uncomfortable. That was a very real conversation. <laughs> that was our yeah. That okay. Was good, that man. was that was real deep, guys. Right. Well, you got some you. substance there. Absolute BS, right, right there. <laughs> yeah. Everything you said was BS. But all right, all right. So we're gonna move along to our last thing, Jen, if you wouldn't mind here. And I don't Let's know do if you've it. listened here before, but Brad and I <laughs> have no bones about asking a, a woman or male, okay. man, 
if they are a dateable human being. Mm, This goes back a long ways to something I used to do in college where I just asked the person I was on a date with a series of this or that questions real quick. You're serious? You took this on a date and you asked them a series of questions? Many times. Seriously? It was all for fun. I was was working the charm. It was all You You did it again. You did the dance. Yeah, I know. No, no. It was was simply, I would say at the bar, hey, let's, you know, I'm going to ask you a bunch of goofy questions and then that we'll just cut through the crap and then I'll know right off the bat. Rapid fire stuff. Yeah, I like just it. like the, if you answer it a good way, okay, you're dateable or not. Right, so Brad right. and I have ten questions. Ten questions, and I want to say we came up with them, but all we right. didn't. Okay, but if you're a lot, we'll come on this with journey. Then we will tell you after the fact if you are dateable or not. <laughs> yeah, it's but that's very okay. Judgy uh, apparently, you are because you got a boyfriend <laughs> and you're happy and all that kind of stuff. So it's not. Right. Are you available? It's are you dateable? It's are you yeah. dateable? Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay, you're willing. Okay. Would you rather never be able to use a search engine again or never use a smartphone app again? Repeat that question. Would you rather never be able to use a search engine again? So Google. Okay. Like you can never okay. use Google. I'm just going to... Google is not a paid advertisement yeah. for the... No. Okay. Okay. Oh, or never use a smartphone app again. Google. Uber, Uber or Google. 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 100%. You need the Google. No, no. It's backwards. There's libraries, oh. man. You can go still look up stuff. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like when you, when you, like when you look up a song, yeah. that little shot of what's it called? Like it makes you feel good inside when you get it right and you don't have to Google it. I like that. Oh, but yes. how do you know you got it right if you don't Google it? It doesn't matter. Confidence. <laughs> maybe your friend. Yeah, maybe your Confidence. friend will tell you that. All right, all right. That, that was, that was totally a good Mary answer. Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Okay, this is a real. This is a sexy one. Okay. <laughs> do the dance. Is this do a the sex dance. tape? Or Would we? you rather spend a year living at a nudist colony, or living within the Amish community? Now we're not saying one nudist is colony. Than- Hundred <laughs> percent. Probably, I probably have to go. It wouldn't be fun for anybody around me, but I would probably you, do you'd it be a because great carpenter coming you know, out of the Amish. Admittedly, I do a lot of stuff naked. Okay, I do. Okay. I cook naked. Put it out there. Sometimes By the way, that's I like very dangerous with lumpia look, and shit. No like kidding. That. Let me tell you, when that hot oil starts yeah. jumping, is that an Asian thing? Yeah, lumpia is a Filipino. Oh, Filipino. Yeah. Ah, it's like the, right, well, the best egg rolls of your life. Yeah. I, okay. All right. Well. I have a vision in my head right now. I'm going to move that out of here. Of, so. of okay. Lumpia. Yeah. Of okay. Lumpia. Yep, of yeah. Lumpia. Okay, would you rather feel your would you rather your fingers always feel sticky or your throat always feel itchy? Oh. That's a hard one for me. Well, because my my voice is my money maker. Yeah. That would be ha- that would So when somebody says shake your money maker, do you just swing? Uh. <laughs> I'm glad we did that. That was my favorite thing all day. And it was like in unison. Oh, my gosh. So sticky fingers then, you would accept. Yes. All right. All right. You're doing very well. We're judging. Oh, my gosh. All right. Would you rather pull your own tooth with a pair of pliers or brand yourself with a cattle prod? I'm going to go with pro- cattle prod. Cattle I, prod. The tooth thing is such a wincy, yeah. nasty. I can't do the tooth oh, thing. I, I would have to. the movie. I've um, got a lot of tattoos, so I can handle yeah, the cattle prod. Yeah, I would just zap it and be done. I, I keep remembering the, the movie, uh, you know, Castaway, where he had to, to pull that tooth out. With oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No, he hit it with a with a, a ice skate. Ice skating. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. No, no, no. Yeah. So they don't use ice skates in the dental office anymore? I don't think so. Okay, no. Right. Um, What was your first tattoo, by the way? Uh, a yin yang. A yin yang. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Obvious, obvious. Right. Where, where? And then uh, on my ankle, that okay. was with Indian ink during my junior year of high school. Okay. Oh, you rebel. Yeah, yeah, do, right. Do you have a private tattoo anywhere? Just say yes or no. I think the question was yes. You're or no. staring. <laughs> you're staring at the ceiling, and that means yes. Okay. Can I take a pass. That's cool. All right. <clears throat> All right. Would you rather have no eyebrows or an extra finger? You know, extra fingers could be handy because I like to wear a lot of rings. And when you're cooking lumpala or whatever that was, lumpala. What the heck is lumpala? It's a car, I think, or an impala. I wanted her to go down the path of. You see these babies? These are my money makers. These hands and have one more finger. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so extra finger, you Ex- would. Extra right. finger, I would do. Okay. okay. Got it. Oh, this one sucks. Would, would you rather put ketchup or ranch dressing on everything? Oh. And it has to be everything. Can I just choose mustard? No. Nope. 
Because these are really that's hard and fast answer. rules. You can't yeah. just take uh, ranch is so overrated, though. Right. I, I agree. Don't you agree? Ranch yeah. on sushi. Ketchup is pretty overrated, ranch too. Ranch on lumpia. That's just so wrong. I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have to say ranch. Ranch. Okay. Okay. All right. That question sucked. Move on. That was yeah. a good one. I have another sucky one. Would you rather have creamy or chunky peanut butter? And oh, by the way, creamy. I'm ch- thank you. Creamy. Okay, you can stay. That is literally a question I would ask at, in, at the bar in that game because it's quick. Like, you know, striped pajamas or boxers or briefs. Creamy paint, peanut butter, crunchy yeah, peanut yeah. butter. Creamy. Share a toothbrush, All don't share a toothbrush. Blah, 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 you know. I'm going to add one in. Pineapple on a pizza? No. Okay, what are you, a you're hobo? You're my favorite person. Yeah. I love you. No, that's just wrong. Okay, I go. mean, Hawaiian pizza doesn't even have pineapples on I, it. Listen, I love you. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Steve. W- would you rather appear as a guest on your favorite television show or have a lifetime backstage pass for any concert? Oh, concerts. Oh, I okay. miss concerts. I do, too, I do too, but what would be the one concert you would be cool with a life uh, lifetime pass for? Like, you could just walk in anytime. Like, I'm going to go back and yeah. see the band. 311. Really? Okay. Oh, All right. Is, you're opening up a lot of doors. Yeah. yeah. Or or closing them. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, ever anybody. I don't know. Oh, Three eleven. Well, so I would. Who would you be? I know you. You James Taylor. <laughs> Not when you say it like that. <laughs> asshole. James, James, James. Um. Well, because it's got to be people who are still. Celebrities. It's like a band or a, or a Just musician. Any musician or the. Oh, because then concert. it'd be like J Lo. Because we're like this in my head. We're we're like this. J Lo. J Lo is my girl. Right. Yeah, I, I want to be her. She's my girl too. Is she? I would like. <laughs> I would like her. To I don't be. know how A Rod feels about that. I would but. like her to be. Yes. I think I would probably go with like. Uh, I, I I think Justin Timberlake would be a lot of fun. Like a good. So like to hang out with him backstage yeah. though. Eh. No. I mean, he'd be a great concert. Not to hang out like backstage. I, I, yeah, oh, I, I would get bored. I get bored watching him with the ladies who are not coming got over his to me. Lady that he loves. If you believe yeah. that, or new kids on the block. No, see that don't one. stop. I would want to go step, somewhere fun. I would want to go somewhere fun, like yeah. bare naked ladies or something like yes. that. Where you know the band is fun. Yes. I actually did hang out with them backstage once many many years ago, and they were a blast. So there's yeah, yeah. I'd probably there's do like there. a Dave Matthews now. I think something fun, okay. something like that. Yeah. All right, okay. Okay. cool. All right, J Lo. Yeah. Would you rather be able to erase people's memory or predict their future? <laughs> Both are blissful things. Well, yes. If, if done the right way. Like, to be specific, erase their memory about memories with me? No, it doesn't say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because so you, I leave people with lots of great so, memories. So people would have all their memories, except they wouldn't know anything about Jen Pasqua at all. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want that. No, I want to, no, yeah, right? yeah. Keep but the, if you keep, could go back and go, I'm going to take a trauma away. Yeah. There you go. Boom. It's gone. In the future. No, no, no. Like, like a trauma that you had. Oh, like, oh, Like oh. you sitting next to your mom as she passed well, away. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I think that everything that I've ever been through in my life, which is a lot, mm. I think that I needed to go through that, oddly enough, in order to be the badass woman that I am today. Yeah. All right. I like that. Oh. Yeah. That yeah. might have clinched the deal. Look at that. And you're like leaning over the desk with a glint in your eye. I'm like, like, yes. Wah, wah. <laughs> These scars made me wow. who I am. They are. That's yeah, true. That's right. It's true. Like that. You remember you. the scars. You, you remember, remember the, the scars. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's pretty. That's hot. Okay. <laughs> that's hot. That's okay. Hot. All right. That this unique. is my last one. Okay. Make it good. Make it it's, count. It's not. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you never celebrate your birthday again or never drink alcohol again? Oh, I know the easy goodness. answer to that, right? Goodness. But you guys don't understand. I like to throw parties for myself. But you yeah. can still do that. You can still do that. You just don't have to have a birthday. You just don't have to get older. Yeah. Oh, but I think there's a joy in getting older because like, do you can you? be like, honestly, I have no qualms telling people how old I am. Can I make a stereotypical joke? Yeah, go ahead. You're Asian. You don't age. You look great <laughs> forever. True. So How old do you think I am? You said, no, no, no. Let's ask. You how old? said 40 earlier. No, but how? Was, it was an old story. I thought you were older <laughs> when I, I met you. <laughs> And, and only because of your I, stature and the way you carried yourself and the job. If I had to go back 10 years, I would have thought you were 10 years older than I was. Really? Yeah. How old are you now? No, I want to guess. You, oh, you, you guess. Because I, I have the pulse on the Asian. You probably yeah. know. You're the pulse on the Asian. No, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's married to one, so he's got a little more credit. By the way, I know exactly how my wife will look because her grandmother was a clone of her. <laughs> and she looked beautiful until she didn't. And she was just older and she was like, oh, you just yeah. got old overnight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> and she was like 85. Um, I think that you are 
I think you're late for it. He's like a 47, 48. <laughs> That's what I would guess. I love that you guys think I'm older because I act real young. No, well, have yeah. you seen us? I mean, no, I'm 44. 44. Oh, so you are younger than I, I am, am. I am younger. But you look 10 years younger than I've I lost do. The pulse. I've lost the pulse you, of the. No, nope, that's the okay. Pulse. No, I, and I mean this honestly. So my stereotyping was a positive. I know it's still bad. <laughs> First of all, it's very. I <laughs> wish I could age like. No, here's the thing. You so, look fantastic. It's so white and, of you to first ask permission to ask. Yeah, right. Jokes. Well, that's what this show's and about. It's breaking all, down these things. Trying to make yourself feel better. Oh no. Well, I think I think the fact that I had I have kids that are now almost 30 those oh, right. people That's off yep. you know when I yeah. tell them that they're like oh how that old was are a you? part that I was putting so in. people oh, think I that did. I'm older because I have older kids yeah no I that was actually I had but, forgotten that I, I yeah. just thought you were because of your stature right or just the way you carried you yourself <laughs> well no 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 uh your your presence that's a better <laughs> My word presence, I, act, I know okay that's, I did when I met cool. you moving to Grand Rapids it was a fairly new didn't know anybody yeah. much and being at an event just when you go to a party you look at somebody you kind of play that game in your head Oh, yeah. they said you something stupid. They're young. Hole? He's digging. This is so good. I'm just letting him go. <laughs> trying to compliment so you. I think you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Keep so. going, Steve. Go keep over going, the keep top. going. Over the top. And you're smart, and you're fierce, and you're funny, <laughs> and all the great things. Well, this so. was great, guys. I had I enjoyed drinking your whiskey, talking serious stuff, and then talking some BS with you. That's so right. you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we haven't told you if you're dateable or not yet. Yeah, oh, it's still kind of up in the air. Okay. I I actually would say. I think she's dateable, Steve. I, I would say I that could, we have I to say that we have to say that with good grace for everybody. <laughs> so well, yeah, yes, <laughs> you're very you lovely addition to the female population. So I, I've got a lot of questions on the three eleven and the tattoos. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we'll do that in part two later. Sounds yeah. good, guys. All right. <laughs> well, no, thank you very much, Jen. For Jen, can I call you Jen? You can call me <laughs> whatever you want. So friendly, Jenny on the um, blog. Jenny on the blog, J-Pa. There it is. I'm going to remember this I like stuff. that. Yeah. No, really appreciate you coming down, giving us some some BS. some real commentary on some things that are going on in the world today. It is very, very kind of you. You're a lovely person, and I think we both wish you very well. A, a new position this year. I know it's yeah. a little uncertainty with COVID coming up. Yeah, but good for Spectrum. Yeah, they got you. That's they got great. They Don't screw me. it up. <laughs> All right. And on that note. We wish you All well right. on, your, on your future directorship. Thank you, dear. Okay, thank you. commentary you didn't ask for and a podcast you don't need absolute bs with brad and steve that is absolute bs